inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, but as a good uh, Christian conservative, man, I feel like I've been in a 15-round heavyweight fight, and uh, it's not looking too good, you know? So, uh... Uh, boy, uh, it's a week ago we had an election that's still counting. Keep counting until you get enough votes to win. That's what they say. <laughs> but man, I watch the news, just feel like sucker punched. And uh, you know, life's like that. You know, you get uh, get knocked on your butt, and you got a choice. You can stay on the ground and feel sorry for yourself, right? Because America's become the land of the victim, the home of the free lunch, right? So you can get knocked on your butt and feel sorry for yourself. You can blame your daddy or mommy. Uh, You can blame the current occupant in the White House or the previous occupant in the White House. You can blame the economy. Uh, You can blame Mr. Black. Or you can pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit it again. If you're playing big in life, and guess what? It's going to knock you down again. And again, boy, you're going to desire, you're going to want to stay down. It's just not worth it, man. It ain't worth it. Tired of this. But your jib, it won't let you stay down. Your drive, it won't let you stay down. Your existential purpose won't let you stay down. So you pick yourself up. You dust yourself off. And you hit it again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, until the good Lord takes you home, or until you find out that there was a God. Oops. Right? You know, Proverbs twenty four sixteen: a righteous man will stumble seven times, but get back up, but the wicked will stumble into ruin. Life is a series of choices, and it's what we do in those choices that really dictate our story, that dictate uh, how we're remembered, that dictate what will happen when we stand before God, because it's appointed for man to die one time, and then comes the judgment. And the Bible's clear, one day every knee, not some, not the ones who want to, but every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, you're going to either do it uh, willfully or forcefully, you're going to bow it to him as either savior or defense attorney uh, or a prosecuting attorney, right? <laughs> but you will bow. And so, you know, we got some time. And today we're going to talk about that time. Today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to question you. I want to you know, think about the investment of your time. See, time is the rarest of commodities. See, you can get a new everything. You can get a new radio show host. You can get a new employee. You can get a new radio station. You can get a new wife, a new husband. You can get a new child. You can get a new heart, a new kidney, a new face, 
a new country, a new political party. But you can't get new time. See, it's, once it's spent, it's spent. See, we all have an unknown length of time. None of us know, unless we're going to take our life, how much time we've got on this planet. But before we take our first breath, before we are our first cell, before we have that spirit in us, God knew every single thing about us. Omniscient means perfect knowledge. So one thing I learned a long time ago, quit thinking you're disappointing God because God can't be disappointed because he knows everything you're ever going to do before you ever were. Harry knew it all. And God knows how much time you're going to be here. God knows how much time I'm going to be here. If I'm going to die by COVID, I'm dying by COVID. If I'm going to die by a flying forklift, then I'm going to die by a flying forklift. That nothing I'm going to do is going to alter what God has already seen and has written. So what are you worried about? So see, this time has an unknown length. This time, it's one of those things that can never be replaced. Once it's spent, it's spent. Each day, we're all given the same amount of time. Think about that. That's what you call equity, right? Equality means we all start at the same point. But equity means we all end at the same point. And that's why in America has always stood for equality, not for equity. Because equity cheats the hard worker and equity cheats the slob. Equity cheats the sloven because you tell them it's okay to be sloven. Don't you get it? Equity says don't worry, no matter what you do, it doesn't matter. And what a demotivator for human experience. And God says what you do does matter. Each time we're all given that same amount of time. We have one day. It is 24 hours. It is 86,400 moments, and that's what makes up a day, 86,400 seconds. How we invest those moments that dictates the significance of our lives. And today, I want to question you. I want you to question yourself, productive or busy? I remember a pastor friend of mine used to say, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And boy, there's a lot of people busy about nothing. A good friend of mine years ago, I got a chance to meet him and do some stuff with him, uh, Jim Stovall. He wrote a great book called Ultimate Productivity. And he says, just because you're moving, it does not mean you're moving in the right direction. Visualize the hamster in the cage, frantically running on the spinning wheel. He has a lot of activity, but no productivity. If the hamster runs even faster, he still doesn't get anywhere. Be careful, he says. To never confuse activity with productivity. Most people in our society work very hard in terms of activity. And we all fill 24 hours each day and seven days each week. But as in the case of our hamster friend, just because we're running or even sprinting doesn't mean we're really moving at all in terms of productive progress toward our personalized success goals. But that means you must know what they are. See, because there's going to come a point in our time in our lives where we're going to take our last breath where we're going to be finding out if there is a God. And that's what I wrote this poem about. I know of a man who stood to speak at a gathering of family and friends. He spoke of a friend no longer here, not long ago had been. In a box at the front of the room, his friend does lay his final bed. Tears flowing, speaking words of wisdom. And this is what he said. There's the date of our birth and the day that we die. In the space between, our dash of life does lie. 
the way that we live on this earth, this becomes our dash. When you live your life like it matters, it matters not the cars, the house, the cash. Think about that. Are there things you'd like to change? The time is now. You could be at the end or mid-dash range. You can't control the length of your dash. This is for God to divine. But the width, intensity, this is yours. No butt prints in the sands of time. What will you do today? Every day is like a ticking clock. How did you spend your time before your time in the box? When your eulogy is written, life's actions to rehash. It's okay to be proud of the things they say about how you spent your dash. See, ladies and gentlemen, God expects a return of investments. Whether you're talking about the story of the talents in the Bible, the story of the minus, God gives to each person a certain amount of light. And God expects a return on his investment. We all mortgage our lives. We do something with our time. And today I'm going to have you ask yourself this question. What are you doing with your time? Are you being productive towards your end goals? Are you just busy on the road going nowhere? Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're asking the question, productive or busy? We'll be back after these commercial messages. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Inspiration, education, and application. Today, I'm questioning you. You know, we're supposed to live and examine life. We're supposed to question ourselves. Even Paul, when he was writing the Church of Corinth, he said, question yourself, examine yourself. See if you're still in the faith. And boy, at this time in the great apostasy, you know, one thing I realized studying scripture is I used to think the great apostasy was the world falling away from God. But the world's fallen away from God a long time ago. It's the church. Uh, man, the church is all messed up. What are you doing with your time, people? Church, what are you doing with your time? And today I want you to think about it. I want you to think about the investment of your time. It's the one commodity we will be held to account for. God's given each of us so much. And it's appointed for man to die one time, and then comes the judgment. You will be accountable. God's going to open the books. The books of remembrance. The book of life. The book of sinners. Boy, it's important which book your name's in. And part of it's going to do, what are you doing with your time? What are you doing with your time? What choices are you making during that time? But, you know, I want to talk about this thing called time because we all get a certain amount God knows our first and our last day before we had a day, before we had a cell, before we had that mom and dad without looking their eyes, you know, when two people love each other. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, right? God already knew our first day and our last day. God knew us before we were. He called some of us. Some of us responded. 
Time is the rarest of commodities. Time has an unlimited length. And it's the one thing that can never be replaced. Each day we're all given that same amount of time for that day. 86,400 moments. 86,400 moments make up a day. How we invest those moments? Why, this dictates the significance of our lives. We might we need to question ourselves. A pastor friend of mine one time, I loved it, said if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. The key you got to ask yourself is busy about what? What is so important in your life that you're taking this God-given gift and you're making that one thing your God? Whatever it is. I'm not putting judgment on it. So if you're feeling judgment coming, look in the mirror. That's called your conscience. But take a look at it. Because whatever you crave the most, desire the most, fear the most, focus on the most, that is your God. That is on your throne. Right or wrong, good or bad, right? Just push it aside. As the, the great songster said, a promise is a promise and a fact's a fact. Of the 66 books in the Bible, not a single one of them is called feelings or opinions. So when we're talking things of attorney, keep your feelings and opinions to yourself. Because what matters is not what I think. What matters is not what you think. What matters is what God says, for it is written. But go with me on a journey. Consider I may be a Rod Serling, if you will. We have no good fancy music in the background go do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> but imagine, if you will, that there's a bank account that credits your account each morning with $86,400. It carries over no balance from day to day. Every evening, it deletes whatever part of the balance you failed to use during that day. There's no carryover. At the end of the day, it goes to zero. In that situation, what would you do? I'll tell you what most people would do. They would draw out every single cent every single day of course and each of us has a metaphorical such bank the title of the account is time every morning it credits every person that has the gift of breath with 86,400 seconds every night it writes off as lost. Whatever of this, that person has failed to invest or to use. So we got to remember, it carries over no balance. You can't take it with you. You got to spend it now. It allows for no overdraft. You can't get more than 24 hours. Each day, it opens a brand new account for all of us. Each night, it burns the remains of the day for all of us. If we fail to use that day's deposits, the loss is ours. The loss is those people whose path we came in contact with. You see, there's no going backwards. There's no drawing against tomorrow. You must live in the present on today's deposits 
We've got to invest them to get the utmost in health and happiness and success for not just ourselves, because that is just success, but significance mean others. And I'm going to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, the clock is running. The time is now. We don't know how many days are left. You don't know the pain that people are in. You don't know the marriage is on the verge of divorce. You don't know the kids getting ready to pop another drug or pill. And now this time it's going to be laced with fentanyl. You don't know when that clogged artery is going to say enough and a stroke or a heart attack. You don't know when that plane's going to land or not. But then you'll have regret. But then you'll have resentment. But then you'll resist ever letting go and moving forward. And you'll go in a further deep state of survival. When all else fails, do something, ladies and gentlemen. I learned this a long time ago. When I screw up, and I screw up a lot, I've made more mistakes than should be allowed. I'm more screwed up than most of you. I just know it, which makes me a lot safer than most of you. Whenever I talk about time, I always think about Covey's four quadrants, right? He put the, the urgent and the not urgent and the important and the not important, right? The four quadrants. And it's about where you're focusing your time. And we got to remember, we all got the same amount of time, but a lot of people are doing busy work. Avoidance. Not dealing with things, procrastination. You know, I do four things in this world. I do Like It Matters leadership training. Go to likeitmatters.net. You need to get your button class. December 8th through 10th, Minneapolis. Quit just listening to me. Get out of the bleachers. Get in the game, people. Get in the arena. It's time to get cleaned up. It's time to get pumped up. It's time to get worked up. How many elections do you need to see that you shake your head and go, how is that even possible? And it doesn't matter. It's just what it is now. But what can you do about your world? What can you do about living your life like it matters? What can you do? about brightening somebody's day. See, I believe in God's economy, God's people, using God's resources for God's people, for God's glory. God's people, using God's resources for God's people, for God's glory. Maybe you didn't hear me. I said God's people, using God's resources for God's people, for God's glory. What do you got? that you can share with others. Do you ask for divine appointments? Are your eyes open? Do you see the people walking in front of you? Are you so busy putting out fires that you don't see the hungry person in front of you? The person who's hungering and thirsting for knowledge, the person who's hungering and thirsting for leadership, the person who's hungering and thirsting for someone to pay attention? The person that's hungering and thirsting to know they matter? Are you so busy putting out fires that you can't see those people? Even the Bible said, it is written, that you could have been entertaining angels from on high but didn't even know it. Your proverbial road to Emmaus. You could be walking with the, the incarnate God himself. But so dealing with some things that are urgent that you're not taking care of what you should be doing.
Are you focused on the important or are you focused on the urgent? It's a fair question because we're all doing something with our time. And remember what Jim Stovall, I love this quote. I share this quote. I have it up in my office. Just because you're moving, it does not mean you're moving in the right direction. Again, visualizing the hamster in the cage frantically running on the spinning wheel. He has a lot of activity, but no productivity. If the hamster runs even faster, he still doesn't get anywhere. Be careful to never confuse activity with productivity. Most people in our society work very hard in terms of activity, and we all fill 24 hours each day and seven days each week. But as in the case of our hamster friend, just because we're running or even sprinting doesn't mean we're really moving at all in terms of productive progress toward a personalized success goal. What's your mission? Why are you here? Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day, and do it again and again and again? Are you just a squirrel working to get your nut? Are you even called out? Do you have a purpose? Do you ask for divine appointments? Do you ask for God to put you people in your path where you can be the hands and feet of God? Do you see a need and meet a need? At the end of the day, how do you know if you've had a good day? What does a good day consist of? What does a good day look like? What does a good day sound like? What does a good day feel like? How do you know? What does a bad day feel like? What does a bad day sound like? How do you know if you had a bad week? See, these are questions. If you're going to live your life like it matters, you got to know. What are you doing with your time because you're doing something with it? And today I'm having you ask yourself an honest question. Look yourself in the mirror. Are you productive or are you just busy? I'm Black. We'll be right back. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to, to how to hold a fork. It, the the leadership awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before, and it, it's there's nothing like it. There's 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 no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today, we're talking about time. And more importantly, we're talking about what are you doing with your time? Because we will be held accountable for our time. What did you do with the time you were given? Uh, How many people's lives are better because you were given the gift of life? You know, if you were to disappear outside of your family and the people you work with every day, so take away the people you see every day, your family and your employees, employers, your work staff, and if you were to disappear, if you were to be raptured, if you were to be taken away, would anybody notice? Would this world be any worse off? 
I mean, how are you living your life in such a way that other people are better? Not that they're getting more abortions. I'm glad you can vote Democrat and get more abortions. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not sure whose life is better by someone getting an abortion. I'm just really not. But what are you doing out there that is making it matter that when you stand before God someday and he opens the books, you know what the books are going to say? The books are going to say, what did this person standing in front of the God of the universe, what did his creature do with the gift that he called life? And you know what? We can't change our past. So I'm not proud of some things I've done in my past. And tomorrow, there's no guarantee. It's just a dream. But each of us has this place called the now moment. See, yesterday's history. Tomorrow's a mystery. Today is the present. So we must treat it like the gift that it is. And what are you doing with that gift of God? How many people's lives are doing better? See, you know, Dr. Covey, when time management talked about the four quadrants. And why I bring it up is it's an approach of time management. Uh, I didn't know this, but it's also known as the Eisenhower Urgent Important Principle but it's a time matrix, uh, basically, management matrix, if you will. It states that you can categorize everything you do depending on how important and urgent it is. And so you got to define the words important is of great significance or value. That's likely to have a profound effect on success, survival, or well-being. That's what the word important means. And urgent means of a state or situation requiring, requiring immediate action or attention all hands on deck it's a fire buddy it's time to put out the fire you know for important it's interesting the opposite words for important are non-essential irrelevant so those are things you want to stay away from being non-essential remember during the covid pandemic you know millions of people lost their jobs millions of people lost their houses millions of people lost their businesses and then these people are all re-elected they didn't have to pay a price even though they taught a lot of us that we were non-essential that we were irrelevant you know what non-essential relevant I mean you're not important Isn't that wonderful that our government told uh basically the people that don't for the, vote for them that they're not important isn't that wonderful they're non-essential. They're irrelevant. And then there's this word called urgent. But notice the, the similar words that urgent, synonymous, right? Synonyms, if you will. The similar is grave, pressing, dire. Could you imagine living every day in grave, pressing, dire? See, that's what Quadrant 1 is, that urgent and important. Crisis, problems, live here. Always, constantly putting out fires, feeling like they never have time or energy to tackle anything that's not urgent. In need of respite. And then the other way, they go to quadrant four where things are neither urgent nor important. And they go overwhelmed, they shut down, they just sleep a lot. Right? Why do I bring this up? Because you got to know who you are and why you're here. Otherwise, you're just wasting time. You're just a rudderless boat. Let me give you an example. Two days ago, I was up at 3 o'clock in the morning praying to God and really felt uh, really kind of really doomed about this country that, you know, three elections in a row now, it's clear, America's changed. Whether you like it or not, we're never going backwards. America's changed. We're in the great apostasy. Uh, young people want their free stuff and their abortions. It's just the way it is. Whether you like it or not, I'm not saying it's good, but that's the reality. 
uh, and there's a deep state, and the, the media is part of the Democratic Party, but again, it's all just conspiracy theories, blah, blah, blah. All the programming is so effective, really effective. And so I'm getting to that point where I'm, I'm ready to move on, God. If you want to get me out of here, I just ask that my death isn't as, as painful as my life has been. And so I text my kids at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I, I say this, hello, first two. I'm thinking about you, praying about you. I'm sorry for the world today. I'm sorry that I wasn't able to give you a better country. Things are going downhill rapidly in America. In life, uh, the only thing that truly matters in life is your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I love you both. I've made a lot of mistakes, but no, I love you. I pray that I helped you somehow know Jesus better and hopefully planted some seeds for a growing relationship that you have with him. I love you both. I'm so proud of you both. Nothing will make me prouder than to know you are both walking intimately with God and desire to know him more and become closer to him. And I just sent that to him. Didn't expect a response. And so uh, later, I didn't realize, I saw it last night, I didn't realize it had come. My daughter, had, I guess, texted me back when she got up about seven. So four hours after her old man dad gets up, she's finally entering the world, right? And there's my daughter, Faith. I just love her so much, my firstborn. She said, good morning, dad. Thank you. She said, Dad, you work hard every day to make this world a better place and bring more people to Jesus. That is all you can do. Even though this world is pretty awful, I'm grateful to know that this world is not the end. And there's a much better place waiting for us after we take our last breath here. And we get to spend eternity all together with no more pain and suffering. And my daughter's done a lot. She's a, she's a rock star. Um, you know, that, that tells me a lot right there That I did something right That she walks with God Her and her husband love God They serve God And as you know, I got a ministry I do I got an orphanage in uh, Africa, Uganda I got a couple of them But uh, Kawuki uh, I t mentor him, teach him And we keep them alive We're buying them property By the way, I need some help You can donate to our 501c3 I'm buying a brand new property We're going to teach them They're going to start growing their own food Going to have some sheep Going to have some chickens uh, Got a purchase agreement Got $3,500 down In two weeks, I got to pay another 3000 To purchase that land Or we lose our $3,500 earnest money So help us out We're buying this land but here's what Kawuki did. They got about five, six young men that take care of about 40 kids. And we, I preach them every day, send them the word of God every day. I mentor them in leadership. Um, we're buying the property with them. We, we put a water station in their village. I mean, we've done a lot of stuff over the years with them. And so Kawuki was telling me that uh, his mom's house had flooded. Uh, and they, it's a hut. It's not really a house, a hut. And uh, all their food was rotten. And mom's calling, crying and uh, want to know if they could have some of the orphanage's food. They said, well, we don't have any. Uh, and so I felt bad, but I couldn't do anything. Money's real tight. So prayed about it, and God said to, to send them $250. So I sent him $200 for the kids to the orphanage to get some food, and then $50 for his mom. Uh, and so then he he said, okay, I'm going to send money to our kids and, and money for mom. Uh, he, he realized he had to split the money. I told him, spend 50 for this and then 200 for that. And so he said then to me, I think I'm going to spend some money, as you told me. I will not be going to see my mom. How do you see that? See, he don't, never had a dad. Here's a 26-year-old young man, and these all these young men are in their 20s. That's never had a dad. His dad left him. He's never been mentored. And here's what I respond. So he's saying, I'll just send some money to her on a wire because I can't go see her. Because they don't have the family thing that we have.
So I said this, it all depends on your time available and your mom's needs, Kawuki. You can best serve your mom, support her. How can you best serve your mom and support her? Is there value in you going there to see her in person? Or do you need to be with the children and send your money, the, your mom the money through wire? What do you feel are the smartest options? Where can God best use you? And then the next day he sent me that Oh, I really appreciate everything you do for me, my beautiful brother. And thank you so much for teaching me how to do things in the right way. I will be going there tomorrow, and I will use some little money to go visit my mom and then give her the best, the rest. Have a wonderful day, and God bless you. Thank you for teaching me the Word of God, brother. It touched my heart. And so, again, this, see, again, why do I do this? Because I know who I am. One of the things I do besides the, uh, the leadership training is I life caddy. I walk with people. And one of the people I'm walking with, you know, uh, uh, basically he met me on the radio. He started listening to my show. He was suicidal. Uh, listened to my radio show. My radio show, he told me yesterday, again, saved his life. It kept him from killing himself. After a couple years listening to my radio show, he finally signed up for class. And uh, he's sent about, he purchased about 10 classes. He's been through three of my trainings. I, I life caddy him all the time. And we're working on some issues on making him the best version of himself and he has this relationship with his friend and uh, he and his friend uh, this relationship's uh, really come into a deep separation because as he's changing his friend doesn't like it and so there, there was this big thing going on about time awareness and where my client, my friend, isn't aware of his time. And, and I was explaining that to him. I said, you know, you need to work on it. And he started telling me the story about the situation where he left to go to the bathroom and he came across this guy. He could see in the guy, this guy's eyes, he was broken, he was hurt and he was painful. And the guy said something to him and he felt right there that he, this guy needed him. And so he spent about 20 minutes talking, like I did all this and all that, and then went to the bathroom, and then we came back. His friend chewed his butt, embarrassed him in front of the, uh, the, the waitress and all that, uh, and this caused a lot of grief. And as, as my friend is telling me why he did what he did, he started weeping. He started crying. He said, I knew this guy needed me. And I know my friend would be upset, but I, I, I fully got lost in time because this guy needed me. I wanted this guy to know he was important, that he had value. And see, one of the things about my client, when my, my friend that's important to him, is he's a builder of people. All his life, he's believed people didn't matter. All his life, he's been discounted and pushed aside. That's what made him suicidal. And then when he realized he has values, that he's here for a reason, and that he has a passion for people and helping people hurting, Here's a grown man, a 60-year-old man, successful, retired man, retired wealthy, and weeping on the phone to me because he saw a person who was hurting, and he wanted to pour into that person and make that person know that he mattered. And why did he do that? Because he has a purpose. He has a reason for being. He knows why he gets up each day, does what he does, go home at night, and gets up the next day and do it again and again and again. Today I'm asking, productive or busy? We'll be right back. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head 
BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today we're talking about productive or just busy. You know, in the battle to be productive and not just active, we need to take an inventory of what we're doing. And we got to question ourselves. It's important to question yourself. Remember, I think it was uh, Aristotle, Socrates, Plato, one of those three, right? They're all, uh, one was the mentor of the other, was the mentor of the other, was the mentor of the other, right? It says an unexamined life is not worth living. And the Bible tells us if we, if we judge ourselves, God won't have the need to judge us. Paul tells us to, to examine ourselves, to consider are we even still in the faith? And man, with the election that turned out, I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of people who claim to be Christians, who identify as Christians, aren't Christians. Because you can't vote for people who are abortion on a man and kill a baby, even if it survives an abortion, and have sex with whoever you want, whenever you want. Uh, that's not in the Bible, people. Say what you want, uh, all the political crap. It's just not in there. Uh, and there's no book of opinions, so it doesn't matter what you think. And there's no book of feelings, so who cares what you feel? There's a lot of things in the Bible I'd like to rip out. I'm not God. Uh, it, God never asked me if I approve of his, his desires. He didn't ask me if I approve of his will. Who am I? Who's man to question God? Yeah. Silly, you guys. Boy, I wouldn't want to sit next to you guys at Judgment Day, and I won't, because uh, the white throne judgment takes place at a totally different do- time than the beam of seat judgment of Christ. I'll be in the beam of seat judgment. I won't be no, near no white throne judgment. So we got to figure out is what we're doing, where is it? Is it important? Is it urgent? Is it critical? Remember, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. What do you spend a majority of your time doing? Just map out. From 9 to 9, 9 a.m. to 9, just just map out a day for a week. What do you do with your time? Where do you spend most of it? How effective are you? I mean, think about this. When, you know, when Yahweh was incarnate, when he walked in the flesh as Christ, as Jesus, right? When Jesus was always busy about one thing and one thing only, his father's business. Right? He was a man on a mission. Again, whether you believe in the deity of Christ or not, he was a, he, he was a real man. Historians write about him. Um, all the faiths know about him, at least, at the least, all the great faiths call him a good prophet, a good teacher, at the least, that's what they call him. Some of us know him as deity, as God himself incarnate, right? There's so much pulling on Jesus, think about him. So many in need, so much poverty, so much pain, so much sickness, yet the only things Jesus was busy about was his father's business, right? Remember Luke 2? Not the Christmas story. Later on in the Christmas story, uh, about you know verse forty-four, right? Don't you remember they were they were in Jerusalem, right? So when Jesus was twelve years old, they went up according to custom. When the feast would ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't know it though. 
but supposing him to be in the group that went a day's journey. But then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances, and when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple. What was he doing? Sitting among teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother Mary said to him, son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And what did Jesus say to them? This is in red letters, people. Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Right? He was busy about his father's business. He was on a mission. See, you got to have a mission. What's your mission? Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again and again? My mission is Isaiah 61. Jesus' mission is Isaiah 61. If you don't know what I'm talking about, read Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. That's my mission, to set the captives free. That's Jesus' mission. This day, this has been fulfilled. Your mission is who you are. It's what you do. It's the quality in which you do it. It is your standard. It is how you measure success and failure. It is beginning with the end in mind. See, when one knows what they want the end result to look like, sound like, and feel like, then they can begin to work backwards and connect the life to the purpose. That's why you have to have a personal mission statement and a corporate mission statement. Uh, I'll share my mission statement with you. I love my mission statement. The mission of Scott V. Black. I am committed to dying daily to myself and my desires. I am a conduit of the Holy Spirit. It is not I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. I am the hands and feet of my Lord Jesus Christ, and daily I put on his heart and his mind. I am living the method, see a need, meet a need. My mantra is to fulfill all the divine appointments that God has planned in advance for me and to live my life for my Lord and for others. Being the best father, husband, leader, human, child of God that I am created to be. I commit to do all these daily until I can hear those words from the Bema Seat of Christ. Well done, my good and faithful servant. I am committed to do this with passion, heart, body, and soul to the glory of Yahweh. See, life is a series of choices. And that choice, those choices are what are we doing with our time? And some of those choices become proverbial forks in the road. Your decisions in that moment determine your direction for the near term. If you don't know why you are here, then you are not sure what you should be doing when choices present themselves that are going to take you where you are going and along the journey. People are put into your life who can become great resources or great distractions. The five W's of journalism. Don't you hear them? The five W's of journalism. They are the who, what, when, where, and why. They're mentioned in journalism, research, police investigations. They constitute a formula for getting the complete story on the subject. Don't you get it yet? I'll say it again. They constitute a formula for getting the complete story in a subject. In this mystery called your life, you are the subject. And the complete story is being written daily with your choices, with your availability. Are you available for opportunities? Are you available for growth? Are you available for divine appointments? Are you available to be used by God? Are you available to be the hands, feet, heart, and mind of Christ to a lying, dying world? If the devil can't make you bad, people, he will make you busy. 
When you don't know why, listen to the five W's. When you don't know why you are here and who you are, you miss being where you are supposed to be to meet who you were meant to meet for what you were put here to do. Do you hear it? The five W's show up again and again in this mystery called your life. You are the subject and the complete story is being written daily with your choices, with your availability of your time. There's a story in the Bible about a great banquet that Jesus tells. You know, I study the Bible and a lot of people don't know a lot about the Bible. So I like to tell people some interesting facts about the Bible. And one of them is that the one group of people that Jesus continually battled when he walked this planet, incarnate Yahweh, was the religious leaders. You know, it was was the demons that always knew who he was. And it was the religious leaders that always drew, drew his ire. So Jesus is hanging out. This is in Luke as well. Jesus is hanging out with some people. And this religious leader heard Jesus talk about eating bread in the kingdom of God. And he got excited because what did he think? Well, he thought he would be there. So he's in for shock because Jesus preached the following parable to let that religious leader know that he and others like him won't be there. You know why? Because where they invested their time. Because the choices they made. It's in Luke 14. It's when one of those who reclined at the table with him heard these things, he said to them, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. But he said, Jesus said this, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And at that time for the banquet, he sent his servants to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first one said to him, I have bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. I go to examine them. Please have me excused. And yet another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot go. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became angry. And said to his servant, go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. And the servant said, sir, what you commanded has been done and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, go out in the highways and the hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who are invited shall taste my banquet. Why are you here? What's your purpose? At the end of your life, how will you know if your time was well spent? When you stand before the God of the universe who poured your gifts, your talents, and this time on this earth into you, what are you going to account for? What's going to be the return on God's investment? Go to likeitmatters.net. Let me help you build up your account. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, master trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.